conservative Patriot Nation, new members and returning members. Today we are bringing you another fantastic show with a fantastic Patriot. One Patriot in Arizona that is not bowing down to anyone, and she's letting it be known, and she rolls like a lion, and she lets it be known. So if you were watching the last Arizona uh, announcement that was going on and exposing something, you know, stuff with the ballots and the alarm that went off. If you remember when Gail was talking with, I believe, Brian from Right Side Broadcasting, how she came up on that microphone and let it be known that she's ready for arrest and she's ready to stop the fraudulent stuff that has taken place in Arizona. Not only Arizona, we know it's happening everywhere, but just like Wisconsin, it's out of control in Arizona. And before we start the show, I'd just like to recognize a couple of our sponsors. Um, rest in peace, Dr. Zelenko. He was a man that saved so many lives during the pandemic, and he's created some great formulas for us to fight any future bioweapons. If you go to ZStack.com, he created ZStack and also created Detox. So anyone that is awakening to the shots, Detox is great for your immune system. ZStack is great for everyone's immune system. So if you go to ZStack.com and type in CPN, you'll get 5% off your purchase. And I would also like to recognize Mike Lindell. That guy has really been going to bat for this country and for our freedoms. He's been investing a lot of his time. <laughs> the guy probably doesn't get no sleep. The guy's investing his money while the woke businesses are trying to take my pillow out of every one of their stores and just trying to make it hard for him. So if you can go to mypillow.com and that's mypillow.com and type in CPNN and get up to 66% off your purchase, please go support Mike Lindell. The guy is really fighting hard and the money's definitely going to a good cause. And now with further ado, I would like to introduce you to the Patriot Lion out of Arizona, Gail Golick. How you doing, Gail? Well, hello there, and thank you so much for that really kind introduction. But you are correct. I am a warrior, and I'm definitely getting ready to um, make sure that we protect our elections going forward. Absolutely. You know, it brings it brings like joy and warmth to my heart, even though I know you're representing us out there in Arizona, and I wish you were representing us out here in Wisconsin, because we need some feisty uh, lions like yourself. It, it just makes the Americans, even if you're not from Arizona, it makes everyone feel grateful. And when we have a fire such like yourself, and it's amazing. Well, thank you. Um you know, just I'm just walking where I, you know, God leads me to be honest. It wasn't anything that I truly anticipated, uh, you know, board of supervisor. Although, funny story is, is uh, when I was out there being a lion, getting in the board of supervisor's face for at that point, um, going into Steve Shukri's face and calling him out for voting against an audit, <clears throat> I called him a traitor to his face. Actually, you can see it on my my uh, Rumble channel and my Odyssey channel. They deleted my YouTube, of course. Um, 
But anyway, I, I called him a traitor to his face. And anyway, we kind of continued on our conversation. And he mentioned to me, well, why don't you become a board of supervisor? And this was back in February of 2021. Lord knows I didn't even think anything about it. But uh, here I am today, I'm leading in the polls. I am, you know, just... Uh, feeling blessed by all of the support that I'm getting from not only here in Arizona, but across the, the, the country and even the world in, in truth. So um, just grateful for everyone. And now we just got to go continue to fight to protect our elections. Everything has to do with the election, our open borders, our, our inflation. Listen, we just, it's our voice. It's our vote. And uh, they have been stealing it for way too long. And we will never give up. Cats out of the bag, as they say. And uh, we're coming. Absolutely. It's time for decertification. <laughs> um, so, Gail, can you give the audience a little uh, brief background of yourself and what you're running for and some of the things you're doing out there in Arizona to, to fight that you're fighting for our freedoms? Sure, absolutely. So um, I have, I started out as a, you know, citizen journalist here working um, on the audit stuff, but my background in truth was um, I became very interested in this election because of my cybersecurity background. I knew absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt that these machines were um, connected in some way, whether it be to the internet, algorithms, memory cards, somehow, some way that these machine ballot accounts were not accurate. And I just needed to understand more. So I used to set up local area networks for small to medium businesses, set up routers and things of that sort, um, and owned my own business. And then I uh, moved to Arizona in 2011. And in 2011, I... Um, <clears throat> Uh, with sales and marketing, I decided that uh, I didn't really want to continue on in that field. I know some people are like, why? I'm like, well, it changed. And I was just ready for a change. So I moved to Arizona and I, I became a precinct committee woman uh, along the way. And I've been a precinct committee woman, which is somebody who represents the, um, my precinct and gets out to know the voters and stuff like that and, and is very involved with the, the GOP. And the reason why I became a precinct committee woman is because I am a lady of action. And um, I have a son who suffers with mental illness and substance use disorders. And I could not get him the help that he needed. He so desperately needed. And we have a crisis in America, not just Arizona. I mean, Arizona is the open portal where this fentanyl is coming in and it's killing our, our youth are old, are young. It's just, it's killing everybody. And it's these open borders. But I've been fighting this fight um, with uh, substance use disorders and mental illness for, gosh, like 15 years now. So it's very much a part of uh, who I am. And I'll continue to do that while I'm in office, which is one of the uh, key also components of the board of supervisor position. And I'll go into that a little bit about that in a minute. So um, then I, uh, I became a, uh, a precinct committeeman and actively worked with a, uh, with a group and Senator Bartow to get a 
law passed uh, that unanimously. So very, very proud of the fact that just I'm an everyday citizen and I actually had a bill turn into law that helped those that are suffering with mental illness and substance use disorders. So fast forward, I'm a realtor right now. And um, so I'm very familiar with the housing, the employ and, uh, uh, inflation, um, a lot of what's going on, the schools, the libraries, recreation, cultural, uh, you know, I, I have, it's part of my job to understand all of that. And it's also part of my job as a board supervisor to understand all of that. And especially the water issues that we have. Um, I represent uh, a Rio Verde area and they have, you know, water wells drying up in these beautiful homes and no water to get there. And um, they're just, they're not even going to allow hauling of water from local sources. So we've got a little bit of a crisis here in Arizona and I'm on top of it. Um, and so one of the, the, a lot of people in, um, they don't really know what a board of supervisor is. They don't even really realize the power of this position. Um, most years it just doesn't even matter, but we found out this year because of the election, how powerful the Board of Supervisors are. And certainly as it comes to election integrity, the election integrity part of it, or protecting our elections, I should say, um, is something that they are in charge of. And they have done nothing but cover up absolutely 100% everything that they possibly can. And that includes the connection to the internet in which you can go to their website and they'll talk about their um, supposed audit, which was actually just a logic and accuracy test. Um, wasn't really an audit, but every time you turn around, they say it wasn't connected to the internet, but we know for a fact that they were. And uh, Ben Cotton from uh, Cypher, who was a subcontractor here in in uh, Arizona under Doug Logan from Cyber Ninjas, in his report specifically spoke about the internet ports that were open. The Board of Supervisors were supposed to provide Splunk logs and router logs, and uh, they did not. And the, what those are, for those that are not you know, in the know of that you might have heard of these kind of things, but what they are is uh, network traffic. So what we wanted to see is the traffic. It's kind of looking at your, like your phone bell and you dial and, you know, a, a phone number and you see who the destination call is. Well, that's exactly what these logs are. We wanted to see what was going in and out of the election center on the, the day of the vote. So, um, they kept that from us and uh, said that they didn't have them and, and come to find out that they really, the Splunk logs, what they did is they just didn't create the logs. Um, they didn't create a filter that would allow the logs to be created to grab the network traffic or they were deleted. Can't be sure because we had a uh, guy by the name of John Shattig, a lobbyist for Clint Hickman, um, oversee the uh the router stuff listen i could go on and on uh karen fan went into uh, uh she's our senate president she went into a deal that indemnified the board of supervisors from um 
complying with the subpoena and she did this solely without the without the consult of the auditing team or without the consult of the Senate team, the senators at all. She just did this solely behind their back. So we've just got a, a lot going on. And, and my job going forward is to protect our elections. That is, that is one of the things that is very key to this position. And so that's why it's so important that you get me in there this time. I'll take a breather, go on in. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I know we were watching Jovan Pulitzer uh, speaking, and we heard something with the sheriff has some type of device that ties to the election or in Arizona. Is that so? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time hearing you. Can you say that again? Could you hear me now? Yeah. I for Go ahead. Just repeat the question, please. So we were watching the Joe Von Pulitzer, uh, the reveal that was going on in Arizona, and he was speaking about like the sheriff's department had allegedly some type of device that ties with the election. Is that so? Oh, um, well, if, if Joe Von said it so, uh, yes. Are you there? Um, no, no doubt about it. Um, he talked about, and I, I do recall something about but it didn't sound like it was a good thing but he said that the the sheriffs were even kind of in on it you know some oh, some sheriffs wow. were in on it that's the way it sounded to me um yeah that's what it sounded we, like to me as well pardon me it sounded like that to you too that was like the first yeah. time i heard that and i haven't actually followed up with jovan on it i will be um meeting with the constitutional sheriffs and peace officers like Sheriff Mack um, in Vegas next week, as well as with Jovan and Mike Lindell and other great patriots that are working on the audit. I'll be out there in Vegas next week. Uh, I'll find out a little bit more about that. I, I have to follow up on that. Very interesting. <clears throat> yeah, that, that was very interesting. And, you know, I think we all seen on the election day how quick Arizona close their polls and we're like wait a minute how, how are they in already like it was too soon you know and then days later yeah. we're hearing about sharpies i mean it was pretty crazy and they think that we really are that stupid think nothing took place well we do have a corrupt sheriff here in arizona by the way um adrian fontas is our maricopa county sheriff and he tried to tell us the reason why you know our auditors could not go in and grab the you know a copy of the logs was because there were social security numbers on there which is one of the most ridiculous things i've ever heard in my entire life as an it professional professional and the fact that they were allowed to get away with that excuse is simply um ridiculous and treasonous actually our reporters in uh, america today have been propagandist traitors. They have not done their job. Their job is to hold the government accountable. And any any uh, anybody would know that that's just not even feasible. So the, the sheriffs, it doesn't really surprise me, but the fact that they actually have proof about it does. And even, and, and many people may or may not under know, um, if you didn't get a chance to see Jovan, Jovan's uh, program, uh, well, Report, I should say, not program. Report 
you can go to my Rumble channel at Gail Golick or go to gailgolick.com and link, which is G-A-I-L-G-O-L-E-C.com and click on social media and you'll have access to all my social media tabs. But if you go to my Rumble channel, you can you can check it out. And it's uh, and you if you go to the end, I, you know, it was very spontaneous when, uh, you know, we were talking all about election fraud and all of a sudden the smoke alarms go off in the hotel. And so they just really did not want any more of this information to go out. Uh, RSBN, I think, lost its feet a couple times. And uh, yeah, so they're really trying to keep the truth from from America. But that's why I'm so appreciative of you, Patriot Mike, you know, getting the truth out there, allowing me to speak the truth and just continuing to share it. Oh, absolutely. You know, and there's many other uh, patriots that have been activated like myself. Uh, thanks goes to President Trump and God. Um, conversation took with God before I started this journey. And I just remember President Trump, you know, saying you guys are fake news. And that was a time where he kicked one of the press out. And they said, oh, you can't take away the freedom of press. And he says, you know, citizens, this is the time where you start taking journalism in your own hands. And he says, the American people are going to start being the new media. And it resonated with me. And we need many people to step up to the plate. Many people Oh, what can I do? Or how can I get involved? You know what? Things like this. Bringing on patriots like Gail that is going to sit there and fight for our freedoms and not just talk to get in and collect wealth and retain power. One thing I'd like to ask you, though, Gail, a couple things. <clears throat> um, I, I love what I heard when you said the fight on fentanyl, which is really terrible in our streets. When you get in, will you fight against what's going against going on against good parents with the CPS system and the trafficking. And, and I know trafficking is pretty out of control in your state and many others. It's actually, you know, one of my bullet point items, if you go to my website, you'll see it's definitely on there. Um, we need to reform uh, what they call child protective services. And it is not protecting the children. It is destroying families. It is a money laundering, sex, and uh, human trafficking. And um, I'll be on the inside. So I am, uh, I am totally 100% on board uh, with seeing what I can expose. You know, I, I be, I'm going to be a continued voice for the people in office like no other. There's no one out there. Let me tell you, my competitors out there, I've got a Thayer Vashur, you know, 30, 30 year politician. Some people have called him lazy. I don't know. Um, the other uh, guy is Doug Little, a 20 year uh, politician. And, um, you know, all of a sudden they're talking about election protection. But where have they been? You see anything on their social media? You see anything that they've done? They have, They don't. They, it's easy, you know, talk about Johnny come lately, right? All of a sudden, it's like so political to hear them all talking about this right now when I've been out there on the front lines, grassroots, kicking some butt. And then you've got Tom Galvin. He is the incumbent that I call them the board of criminals, the board of supervisors. They, when Steve Shukri resigned, you had one seat available and the four remaining board of supervisors got to select the one person 
Um, and so this one person that they selected, his name is Tom Galvin. And the day he took office, he said that Biden won the county, the state, and the country. And it was a fair election. That's why they took him in there. He's part of the cover-up. He will continue to be a cover-up. I am the person that you need to get elected on August 2nd so that I can go in there and fight and continue to expose. And then, of course, I need to be the cover-up prayer, you know, may the angels surround me and Jesus protect me because I am ready to let it all out just as fast as I can. Amen to that. It sounds familiar. We have someone here in Wisconsin that's running for governor, and she's talking about how bad Biden is doing and election fraud. But little does she, you know, know that patriots nowadays we're doing our homework, you know, and these people don't realize that even the rhinos and the old boy system don't understand. Patriots are doing their homework, and we are watching and we are writing down notes and. A little before uh, she was doing an interview with a local uh, reporter, and she said, so, so what do you think? Did Biden win Wisconsin? She says, yeah. And it's like, do you think that we've got short-term memory loss? You know, it's kind of like the same story that you got going on over there in Arizona with the one gentleman. It's crazy. Yeah. It is. It's crazy. Yeah, we we are becoming a lot more um uh, informed, you know, the light is shining bright on um, the darkness, and the darkness is going to hide. Um, we are, we are going to win. God wins, and um, we are on that path. And we're not stopping. We are Americans. We are warriors. We are patriots, and we're not going to stop. We're not going to let this evil um, stop us. Now, is it a, is it a hard fight? Sure. Is it a global fight? Yes. But it starts at home and every all politics is local they've said and it is you know and we found that more and more you know um one of the things with with COVID is that it really for as horrific as this bioweapon was against the um the global community it really what god just turned it around and was able to open up our eyes to everything that's going on and we just need more people to stand up right now you know i mean people they're taking away our voices and people are intimidated to use their voice. You know, they're like, oh, well, yeah, I just think about how many times people are like, oh, I am a Republican or I do like Trump, but I'm not going to say it. Or, you know, we just need to start. It, I don't care about the Republican. and I don't care about the Trump. I do care about both of them very, very much there. But it's not about that. It's about being an America first person. OK, it's about loving our country first. And when I go into the uh, Board of Supervisors as a Maricopa County Board of Supervisor, I'm going to be helping everyone across the county, not just my district, but across the county and even the country by the things that I can expose. But specifically, even in the, you know, when you talk about the mental illness and the substance use disorders, I mean, that's, <laughs> there's no party lines there. Okay, there's no party lines. This is a human thing, and we've got to get a hold of it. We need to, we need to actually um, close the border. Number one, but we have to worry about you know the housing and the treatment centers. And I can tell you horror stories about this um, Arizona State Hospital and what's been going on there. Understaffed nurses getting beat up almost daily because they're so understaffed. 
the homeless crisis that we have here um, because we have no transitional housing. And that's how I got involved with the Association for the Chronically Mentally Ill is they, they focus on you know transitional housing and, and the lack thereof. And we need things like that. So um, people need help. And I just wanna be able to, to, to help them. And one of the things is health, welfare and sanitation is one of the key things that we work on in the Board of Supervisors. And so I can, I can help in that regard as well as I will be the voice for non-mandates and non-masking. No more. No more. That will be me. I will be out there at these meetings. I'll be pulling out science, Karen Kingston, patents, all of that stuff. You guys, they're not going to be able to get away with me because I just know too much. And now I got to get it out to the people. And so this is my time. You know, God willing, this is my time. Absolutely. Um, medical freedom is, is very important. And, you know, they did a really good job to trick the people. Um, they didn't give people enough time to, to, to really think. And unfortunately, God activated a lot of people to use their thinking caps before it was too late. But the majority of people were already submitting their rights. And one thing for sure is they really tried to snatch our, our medical freedoms. And that's, that's not right, you know, and they try to just like with everything from sex to race to everything to divide, they use the same thing with these face masks and oh, this person doesn't want to get back. So they don't care about life or they're trying to kill grandma and they're using very sensitive language to make people feel bad to force them into something they don't want to do or to divide families even further, which that cannot happen again in this country. Agreed. I mean, and we have to restore parental rights. You know, we talk about, you know, child protective services, but we really seriously have to restore parental rights. Uh, all of these vaccinations that they're forcing on our children, um, the, the, you know, CRT. So there, and then they'll change the name to something else another time. Right. But we need to get back to civics. We need to get back to constitutionality. We need to teach our children to love America again. I admit, um, you know, my generation, we had a pretty darn good and we just didn't see it coming. I certainly didn't. I mean, I did, but I didn't, right? We didn't know what we didn't know. Certainly I didn't know as much as I know now, let's just put it that way. But the World Economic Forum, that kind of stuff, you know, that that really came to the forefront for me personally in the last two years. So, you know, we're always learning. Um, but you, like you said, we're, you know, we're patriots and we're digging in now. And, and you have to get on shows like this and go to frankspeech.com. Speaking of Mike Lindell, Mike, uh, Mike did endorse me as well. Uh, and he um, and, and you can use um, uh, we'll, we'll sponsor yours. But you can use mine, Gail, as well. Um, promo codes as well. And you can go to Frank Speech, though, which is really important because Frank Speech is probably one of the only platforms in the world. I think it is the only platform. True, true platform where you can see everything and hear everything about anything. It's not censored at all um, when it comes to vaccines, masks, voter, election, anything. You'll, you you want to find proof, you can find it at frankspeech.com and support Mike Lindell by, you know, going to Frank Speech um, and, or mypillow.com and, and getting those products for him. God bless that man. He's awesome. 
awesome, awesome, awesome. And and, and the other the other person, um, it was a very um, more of a God thing, a miraculous thing. Um, I was at Mar-a-Lago, and I um, I was there at a fundraiser, and by the grace of God, President Trump personally from the steps of Mar-a-Lago said, I told him. President Trump, you mean talking about the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. He's, I said, President Trump, sir, you got to get me in there. Gail Golick, I'm running for Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. And he said, I give you my endorsement right now. And I, the crowd erupted. And I was just like, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. So it has been um, incredible to get that personal endorsement. Now, Save America, they I don't think they're too happy with me because he, he, you know what? He did that with, by the grace of God, it was his instinct. I mean, who hears of that? I mean, it's just, it's not, it's unheard of. And um, uh, I'm still waiting on my day to talk to him and I will, uh, I'm not worried about it. What I know is that um, that was a God thing and, uh, and I'm taking it and I love, it. I love president Trump. I, um, I believe that there's, um, that he was stolen. This election was 100% stolen from him. And uh, what the uh, pathway to um, fixing it or going backward is, I don't really know. I'm working on election protection, but I want to bring up something that many people don't know. And so this is just another way to get out the truth. You know, the Federalist Papers, um, I'm a constitutional conservative, by the way. And the Federalist Papers, number 53, specifically speaks to the fact that the elections are held biannually because of the fact that you wouldn't have time to annul them before the before they were able to do what they wanted to do in a cheated election. And so, and the Federalist Papers, if you don't know what they are, they were basically an essay to the people pamphlets and an essay of why we should pass the constitution in the United States of America. So it, it was 11 years later, I believe. Can't remember now. Um, 1780. I don't remember. I have to look it up really quick. But anyway, the constitution was, um, was many years after the declaration of independence. And we had to, um, um, you know, convince the people as well, right? Representative government, what a concept. Um, and and so that's what the federal papers were, federal's papers were. Let me read this to you really quick. I really, because I think it's really important that everybody know this. It's written by James Madison. And he... Um, in 1788, I believe it was 1780, I don't know, 1787, I'll look it up. But this is what it says. It says, it is an inconvenient, it is an inconvenience mingled with the advantages of our frequent elections, even in single states where they are large and hold but one legislative session in the year, that spurious elections cannot be investigated and annulled in time for the decision to have its due effect. If a return can be obtained, no matter by what unlawful means, the irregular member who takes his seat, of course, is sure of holding it a sufficient time to answer his 
purpose. Hence, a very pernicious encouragement is given to the use of unlawful means for obtaining irregular returns. Were elections for the federal legislature to be annual, this practice might become a very serious abuse, particularly in more distant states. So it goes on, but as you can tell that our constitution never said, uh, as long as you can get your oath in and you know you can lie, cheat, and steal, by January 6th, the seat is yours and we can't undo it. It specifically is the reason why they gave that power to the Senate, in my opinion, is so that the Senate could go in and undo it. Unfortunately, we have a lot of bought and paid for, um, power-hungry politicians in the Senate. And um, maybe bribed, who knows what, who knows what, how, you know, what it costs to sell your soul to the devil. And that's what it is. I don't know. But they were, did not do their job here in Arizona and they didn't do it. And they continue to not do it across the United States. And that's why we have to, coming back to get our, the power of our boat back and get rid of these machines. First and foremost, get rid of these machines. 100%. Yeah, I'm in total agreement with that. And they also need to decertify. Um, we've seen too much evidence, too much proof from Wisconsin to Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan. I mean, <clears throat> we can't allow this illegal vote to stand. There was just way too much, even with what true the vote has shown us with the mules i mean that's crazy and then you guys got what four people arrested in arizona yeah and it's really disgusting that we have attorney bart uh our ag bertovich who has done nothing we had 1.2 million files deleted three people on video doing it no arrests that we are aware of um the people that two convictions that we have are down in yuma County. Okay. They're not even in Maricopa County. Now we have had since, uh, oh my gosh, November 30th, 2020, when we had our hearing here at a hotel, because they wouldn't allow us to open up session at the Capitol. So we had it in, in a hotel out here. He's had affidavits. He has had this information. He's had stuff from true the vote. Attorney General Bernovich the only thing I can think of is that this man is in on it. And, you know, he's going to just try and win this via the machines um, instead of, you know, whoever else might be in there. We've got Jim Lehman. We've got Blake Masters. We've got um, Mick McGuire. We've got, uh, we've got um, a lot of awesome candidates for Senate. But the one who is not, um, oh, can't remember his other name, um, but the one who's not is Attorney General Bernovich. And I'm just really concerned that these machines are going to do that. Now, I am working on with a team. I've got it. I call it my election protection team. And I have a, um, a something that I'm working on right now that is working to get rid of these machines. Let's just put it that way. We're filing. Um, I'm wor I've, I've been working. I filed a complaint with the Secretary of State 
issued a notice of information to the EAC regarding the internet access and all of the vulnerabilities. Uh, my team has been in contact with uh, CESA. Uh, we've been in contact with uh, Congressman Paul Gosar, who wants to get in on this case. We're just finaling up the details now. And uh, we're not going to give up because this is too important. This is our life. This is our lively home. This is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that we're going for right now. And we're not going to give it up. We're not going to give up our freedom. Yeah, it looks like, you know, in, in most of these states where um, it's right in front of our eyes, and the ones that aren't taking any action, um, I don't think I don't know if they think this is going to help them with re-election or support. But at the end of the day, it's really screwing themselves. You know, everyone has a past. Everyone's done something in their life to where you can get right with your life and, and you can start doing the, the right thing and, and repenting to God, you know. And I, all I can say for any of them that are listening to this, we will forgive you, repent, and just do the right thing. Because uh, at the end of the day, God is watching all this. And God is not liking what's being done to his people. And it's not like they're, they're rigging an election just to be good patriots. They're rigging an election and they're letting these evil people with evil agendas gain power and try to bring in the transgender movement to the kids. You know, if you want to live your life that way, great. We don't have no problem with you, but don't force that on the kids. Don't force the critical race theory on the kids. Don't try to get people to hate this. We've got a, a lieutenant governor that made a video that started shitting on the 4th of July and the founders. And I will send that to you in a text message. You know, these are the type of people that are slipping through the cracks that are trying to reconstruct the culture in our environment. And, and this is... This is one thing that these people need to repent, get right with God, and just do the right thing. Because we can't, we can't allow this, and we need more people like you get in the office to shut this crap down because it's ridiculous. I I would agree with you 100. percent You know, um, they they have a choice right now. You know, and I, I I think you should just you know contact a lawyer. Contact Mike Lindell um, at the Lindell uh, Recovery Fund Network. You can contact him. If you, I can't remember the, do you remember the? Let's just put it in the links. But there, Lindell um, Network, where if people want to uh, turn themselves in, they can, and he will help protect you. Um, I'm sure it's going to be on FrankSpeech.com. Anyway, you can do that. But I think the the, the key is is that you do it now. You have one chance. Like at one point. The way I look at it is like we, there's a lot of traitors, right? I mean, there's just a lot of traitors. We just have to admit it. It's happened throughout the United States. They're here. They've infiltrated our country. They are not for America. They are for themselves. They are not for the Constitution. They are for themselves. Power. And, and they have done acts against the American people. And they are traitors as Americans. The crime of treason equals death in most cases, right? So I just feel like it's almost, if we really tried, if, 
if we really got our country back and we really tried for all of the treason, I would say that, you know, we would, we would offer them, you know, one chance. You go ahead, you tell everybody everything that you know, okay? And you get it off your chest and then you go and you go get married, have children or raise your grandbabies, whatever it is. You go and live your life. We can let it go. But if you're going to continue to lie, then you get the penalty. You get the penalty. We need justice in this country. And I'm just tired of it. We need to get this done. We need to get it right. And we need to make sure that our country stands and stands free. Amen to all that. So, Gil, um, when you get in office, can you explain to us exactly what you're going to do? Um, how you're going to make sure that future elections are not stolen and some of the things we can, you can explain that we can do in the environment to maybe look out for some of the things that we weren't aware of before. And if there's any other, uh, ways that we can give you support, uh, follow you on social media. Um, so the floor is yours. And then when you want to get into Q&A, we can get right into Q&A because I'm sure there's a, a couple members on here that can't wait to speak with you. Okay, that would be great. Uh, so the Board of Supervisors, as I indicated, well, what I'm going to do, I've got four criminals. I call them Board of Criminals. They're there. Right? I'm going to be one of five votes. I'm going to try, obviously, to negotiate, coax collaborate, do whatever I have to do to convince people to vote um, in the constitutional way, in the legal way, and the way that's going to protect America, right? Uh, don't know how that's going to work, but what I do have and what I continue to have is the grassroots like everybody here and throughout the country. When we were fighting for this audit, you know, um, and I became a citizen journalism, I was kind of the call to action person, you know, like everybody had a role. Mine was kind of like call to action. Right. Okay, guys, this is what we need to do now. This is what we need to do now. This is what we need to do now. And I would report and I would, so I want to continue to be that call to action kind of person. And when I see something coming across the the desk, well, then you make phone calls, you get on the, it's where you, you make phone calls to them, you email them, you protest if you need to, right? You get out there. This is a republic. This is the way a republic government works. Okay. And it works with our voices. So I will use my voice and to share whatever I can, encourage others to do their best, to do it the other way. It will work. It's one of the most powerful weapons we have. You know, obviously I'm a big proponent of the second amendment as well. Um, we, we would have no freedom, I don't believe, if we got rid of our guns and that's what they're trying to go after now. Unfortunately, they don't. Um, it's really, it's really bad. But when we get our elections back, none of that'll happen because the American people are smart. You know, it's just a few people at the top. Some, you don't need a whole lot of people to, to change a, a machine algorithm. And you just change, you just plug, they literally can put a USB key in one machine and it propagates the algorithms on every machine within the network. You do not even have to be connected to the internet. I want you to understand that. You do not even have to be connected for the internet for this to happen. They pre-program this. So whether they're connected to the internet or not, it matters because they were, and it's been proven. And even uh, ESNS has proved, said it, um, that they have. They've got 
tens of thousands of machines out there that have uh, modems on there, which are connected to the cellular modems that are connected to the internet. So um, it's it, it's there, but they, they say that, oh, they have a firewall. Well, in Arizona, we had a firewall and they had 59 open ports on that firewall. So all you needed to do was get in through one of those 59 open ports and then you connect it to the entire network. But again, we don't have those network logs, but we will when I'm there, promise you that. Those are things that I can do. Awesome. And if anyone has a question, if you press the middle blue button, it'll show us your hands being raised and JW is gonna be doing questions tonight. I love interacting with everybody. I kind of miss it. I was doing all, I used to do live streams and have my my feedback with, you know, in the chat and chat rooms. And this, uh, I haven't been able to get to it, but when I get back, I'm definitely, when I get to like a normal job, like right now, <laughs> I'm like out there every day talking to people. But when I have like a more of a normal job, I'm, I'm with the Board of Supervisors, that is, I will get back to that. I will. And you guys are going to hear from me. Hi, Gail. We have some questions. Hi, if, JW. Hi. Um, thanks for coming tonight. Really appreciate it. You're awesome. If Thank you. Would you. Mind, though, like during the questions, if you wouldn't mind muting yourself, because otherwise we'll get really bad echo feedback. And then I'm okay. like, I appreciate it. Um, first up, we have Nancy McKay. Nancy, you can get unmute and ask a question. Gail, when will the debate be uh, against your opponents so that they know what you're going to do for us? Gail, you have to unmute yourself again. I'm sorry. I can't hear her. Okay, sorry. I um I went away from my screen and then I forgot to unmute. And so I was trying to multitask. Uh, let me tell you that you can go to gailgolick.com at any time and then click on the events button. But I know, um, and, and you'll be able to find that there. So let me just look at my calendar. I know that it's next Thursday at my LD meeting and it's at Cactus Shadows um, Fine Arts Center in Cave Creek. And that's at um, 6.30, doors open. So you can uh, start showing up, well, 6, 6.30, and it starts at seven o'clock. And so how can we watch you um, if we're not able to make it? You know, I have a, um, I have a film crew volunteers um and so quite possibly they will be there otherwise i could actually just do a live stream you know how somebody just do a live stream for me when i'm there but sometimes other they don't necessarily there are certain legislative districts that do not allow for filming and or any kind of recording and i'm not sure even though this is my district, I'm not even sure if there's an issue there or not. So um, it just, it maybe you have to show up. 
And I wish they had a more debate. Debates. I swear, I wish I did. Because usually all the debates are on YouTube, so you can just go to YouTube and then put in Gail Golick debate. Yeah, Nancy, I tell you, um, like I said, I don't know, but I would say watch my events page. Okay. And watch my social and watch my social media. If there's a way to live stream it, I will put it out there, and I um, I can follow up and uh, and and post on my social media if I'll be able to do that. I'll follow up with my with the LD chair and find out if it's okay and 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 confirm with my team if they'll be able to be there. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. And then I can share it with all the groups. Yes, I really appreciate that. I think it's going to be a great debate. Um, and I'll definitely. Uh, Set myself apart from the from the yeah. from the rest. I know that. So six six thirty next, not this Thursday, but next Thursday Thursday at six thirty. July fourteenth. Yes, that's correct. Okay, at six thirty. All right. Fine Arts Center, thirty three six zero six North Sixtieth Street, Cape Creek. Okay. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you for your support. By the way, too. You're welcome. All right, Freedom Rocks, you're up next. Hi, Gail. I just wonder um, if there will be any town hall um, and that you can invite all those candidates and have a debate in, like, in your own town hall, like you used to have um, the town hall that was, we love that. Do, do you think you have enough time for that? Right now, I'm in the process of even just trying to schedule a fundraiser. Everybody here, if you wouldn't be so kind as to, you know, whatever you could do, 20 bucks, 200 bucks, $2,000, whatever you can do. I need signs. I need more um, uh, funds. Now, I am grassroots. I don't have 20 or 30 years of, uh, of uh, political um, contacts. And so your help is greatly appreciated. As far as the, and you can go to gailgolick.com, by the way, to, to donate. Um, as far as the truth, you know, I did the truth tellers town hall. I didn't get a chance to talk about that, but the truth tellers town hall, you can also look at my website and you'll see, I have four hours of testimony from everyday Americans, Arizonians that, that were canvassers, poll walker, watchers, auditors. And they talked about the counterfeit ballots, the pre-printed ballots, the different color ballots, the batches and batches and batches of Biden ballots in a row, the Uacava ballots that were, um, that were 100% all Biden, which are the uh, the Biden the uh, the ones that come from off overseas, um, and they were only on eight and a half by eleven paper with not even any kind of secure paper. It was insane. So, like a lot of people just talked about that, and I get it, and I would like to do that. Um, location is the key and, um, I'll make it happen. So if we can find a good location, anybody on this call, um, that knows of a location that I can do a truth tellers town hall and we can get those guys in here. That'd be great. I know, uh, Mickey Nyland, the Maricopa County, um, chair, uh, really, I, I, I think should have scheduled a debate. It would have been very nice to do so. Thank you for your question. Okay, now we have Carol will be up next. 
if anyone else has a question, please um, push your button to raise your hand and I can call, I can, you know, select you next to talk to Gail and Carol, you're up. Hi, Gail. I was a little blow on the uptake there. Um, <laughs> um, first of all, a couple of things. I, I had moved from here to Arizona and I was in Arizona for six months. And I saw, I was down in Sierra Vista, Arizona, and I saw the homelessness of people down there. And I was living with my cousin, but the job market, at least in that area, is horrible. There is, for every one part-time job available, there's 300 applicants for one single part-time job. And you're lucky to have them even look at your application out of those 300 because there's 300 applicants to go through, right? So they're gonna look at the first 20 or so that came in and disregard the rest and pick somebody out of that first 20. You know, it's ridiculous. And so I understand at least down in that area, why there's so much homelessness because there's no jobs. <laughs> Seriously, there are no jobs down there. Um, you know, and the ones that are available are part-time and, you know, there's so many applicants. So there's that. The other question I have is, do you know if, when, or how close Arizona is to decertifying the 2020 election. Okay, thank you, Carol. Uh, I appreciate your question. So, yeah, interestingly enough, on the jobs aspect of it, you know, you go into these stores these days, like a Walmart or a Home Depot or any of the, you know, and, and your grocery store, and they and they talk about the fact that there's just nobody who wants to work. So um, it's interesting, the dichotomy that we're, we're going through right now, because you're hearing a lot of people are just lazy. They don't want to work. Um, on the other aspect of it, you know, I, I know I realize it's Cochise County. It, it's a different county and they have a, a lot going on and it, it could be a lot, uh, you know, obviously it's a lot ever. All politics are local again. And so I believe that that's absolutely true. And it's very um, disheartening, you know, and here's the worst part about it is that, you know, it's down by the border and you have all of these people, illegals coming in and we just have no, um, again, no justice system. You know, we have laws on the books. If we actually enforce them, America would be a, a, a much better country. Um, I don't quite know uh, what we can do about, you know, the the job situation in that regard down there, of course. Um, but even even up here, it has to do with you know a lot of people weren't were just making more money on unemployment than they were, you know, getting a job. But I think a lot of those benefits have ended. So I can't really speak to what's going on down in Cochise County, um, but I do, I, I have a pretty good handle on what's going on out here in Maricopa. 
if that helps. And then as far as decertification goes, so as I indicated before, we have spineless um, representatives here and probably even some traders within the mix. And um, we do not actually have any anything at this point or any reason to believe that they will decertify um, 2020. So we're focused, specifically me, I'm focused on protecting future elections at this point. It's really about the future. Um, it would certainly be a constitutional crisis. It's one of the reasons why I brought up Federalist Paper number 53, so that we can all start talking about it. We have the power, it's there. It's just a matter of getting it out there. But in Arizona, no, we have spineless legislators, some of which I believe are traitors, and this will not happen in Arizona to the best of my knowledge. I hope that answers your question. Thank you, Carol. Thank you. Hi, Gail. So I'm going to actually piggyback off that, if you don't mind. So unfortunately, you have the spineless, treasonous, you know, people in Arizona. But I mean, do you know the date? Isn't there a date in September where all of the 2020 election information, evidence can then be destroyed, be rid of? So can anything possibly happen in Arizona? between now and then. I know we have the treasonous, you know, liars and, you know, cover-ups. Is there any possibility though? Okay, so a couple things. There are, I know this is a, nas a national group. Um, and so I want everybody to start looking at your local laws. The federal law states that all of the ballots and anything that has to do with the election must be preserved for 22 months. That's the law federally. In Arizona, it's 24 months. As I understand, I mean, and I have been calling for the preservation of all of the election materials to the Senate and to the AG and all of that stuff. And what, from what I understand, as recently, as even actually Jovan's presentation, I think he talked about it and Somebody, I, I, it might even been uh, Brnovich as well. But I think we are getting and making sure that the ballots are secure, right? But what you really need to do is really look in your state, okay? Because there are, I know there are at least 18 states that we cannot preserve our ballots, but because I have a team, another team, um, uh, people working on on some stuff. And I just want to let you know that do your research, okay? Do your research in your state and find out how you, as an American citizen, can preserve your ballots in your state to inspect your own ballots. Look now. You have an opportunity and you're right. Time is running out. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. 
Does anyone else have any questions? Please raise your hand. We've got Gail here. How about if I throw out a few facts from Jovan's, uh, Jovan's report? That should stir up a few emotions because it really does mine. Um, again, go to my website, gailgolick.com. Click on the rumble. You'll see it. And in the description, you'll have links to Jovan's 45-minute presentation and then sublinks over under all of the reports. And then you'll also, if you go to audit news, you can go to the reports tab and you can download these reports. Um, so one of the, the, the adjudication rate. So adjudication is where the che cheating happens. All right. Adjudication is where the cheating happens. It's where they put the ballot. You think that you voted when you put the ballot in the machine, but you haven't. You sure hadn't. Um, they, they, uh, they, they put it into a folder on the machine. It's kind of like if you, you save a file, you have a word document, right? And then you save a file and then you save it to a folder. Well, that's where your vote goes. And then it can go into adjudication. And what we found is that they took literally file folders at a time and drag and dropped and moved and voted for people at the same time. Hence, did you see, you know, the voting going like this, like this, like this? I mean, it, specifically in, in Colorado, again, this just this past time with Tina Peters, you can go to my social media channel and you can see how the machines and the algorithms were programmed. So in Arizona, 99.39% of all ballot batches were modified after they were voted. 99.39%. This is because we had an audit by Jovan Hutton Pulitzer of the paper. It's all about the paper, looking at the precincts, looking at the timestamps, looking at what's going on, looking at what was adjudicated, what wasn't. We know that. That's disgusting. I mean, it went, it started out in 2016 out of one out of 100 ballots in 2016 needed adjudication. Well, they figured out, oh, it works. In 2020, the average was one out of eight ballots. This is crazy. Um, so, it's just, it might make you sick. It may make you want to not vote, but I'm going to tell you right now, vote on election day. Please do not mail in that ballot unless you are not going to be able to be there physically on election day, period. That's it. If you can't be there on election day, that's the only reason that you should not be voting in person on election day, because in Arizona, we have a voting month. They're going to start voting right now. And they're going to, they're going to, um, they're going to start looking at who, how they have to put the algorithms in there. And then they could take a little memory key in there and they, they, they figure out what algorithms that they need. And so I, I have to tell you my prayer right now has been pretty fun <laughs> because I'm like, all right, God, I already know as long as they have the machines that 
there's a good chance that they're not going to give the seat to me. There's, you know, there's a good chance because they're not going to give up the seat easy and I'm going to expose too much, but it's up to God to intervene and to overtake this. Now I know we can get, we have, they, who knows, maybe, maybe they're not smart enough to understand how strong I am. I don't know, but I know it's up to God and he can override these machine algorithms too, right? If he can take, um, yeah, you know, uh, make the, the, <clears throat> the loaves and the fish multiply and bring manna from the heavens. Our God is so mighty that he can screw up the machines and, or allow this case that I'm putting through with my election protection team. I don't even know if they want me to name their names, but I'm so grateful for them. Um, putting these things together and, uh, and possibly if we don't get it done by the primary August 2nd by the general, I'm not stopping. I'm, uh, I'm fighting, I'm fighting pro se on this, which means I'm fighting myself. I don't have a lawyer and I'm doing this because I don't trust the lawyers, especially, um, Corey Langhofer, who is a lawyer here in Arizona, who has been a, um, he's been a part of the cover up 100% absolutely been a part of the cover-up. Any questions, by the way? Otherwise, I'll, I'll read another one, if you'd like. I believe Nancy has another question. Thank you. Can you please give us the address for the debate again next Thursday? I sure will. Let me look at my, it is Cactus Shadows Fine Art Centers, 3606 North 60th Street, Cave Creek, 85266. Cactus Shadows Fine Art Center, 3603 North. 33606. 33606. 33606. Thank you. A North oh, 60th Street, Cave Creek, 8266. Yes, ma'am. Good. Yeah, it's going to be a good night. It's at 630 next Thursday, right? Yeah, the 14th. Absolutely. Okay. I am, uh, I am looking forward. And I will also be at the, um, Mesa, um, in Mesa, the Republican Women's Club in Mesa, this uh, Thursday as well, speaking and uh, you know just sharing my sharing my story. You can also check that out on my events page. And then I I I just put a lot of times I'm just showing up at other events as well, just to <laughs> just to be there where you know I um I know that there are there are patriots that might have not heard of me yet. So they got to know me. But the good thing is, is that uh, a lot of times I go there and everybody knows me. It's a, it's a beautiful story. I'm, I'm loving it. I can't wait to win. Thank you, Nancy. Mike, I don't Mike. see any questions, so I can go back to you. All right. If anybody else has a question, if you press the middle blue button, we'll see your hands raised. 
If not, we won't hold Gail up. We know she's pretty busy out there in Arizona, just like uh, many people in Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania and Georgia. And um, we're definitely rooting for Arizona. Um, definitely rooting for you, Gail. Um, love to have you back on again. You are, you are very awesome. You are like one of the patriots that I, I really look up to and I look at and I truly support. Um, unfortunately, there's other patriots that's in Arizona that I don't follow much anymore. Um, but, you know, through time, God exposed. And I think we're at a point now we're starting to realize who are the ones that are really fighting for us. And I can tell you right now, right here with everyone, you are a fighter. And I really appreciate everything that you do, Gil. Well, thank you, Mike, Patriot Mike. I, I truly appreciate you. Let me leave you with one number um, that the real turnout in Arizona was 59.175% Trump and 40.825% Biden. Wow. And so Trump won. Landslide, I don't know, you know, um, but... <laughs> I'll tell you this, um, 60 to 40, 20% difference. That's a big difference. And they, they predetermined it. They loaded the machines with the predetermined number. Then they opened up the boxes, pilferated 52 boxes were the only amount of boxes sealed out of the 1,575. The only, we only have 52 boxes that were sealed. The rest of them pilferated, stuffed with counterfeit ballots back and forth. Jovan's report reveals it all. You can see it. And then I, and I question and challenge any critic. Go ahead. Try it. It's pretty darn easy. All you have to do is open up the boxes because the boxes match the audit report. And so if you want to see 58 batches of Biden ballots in a row, 58 batches of 200 Biden ballots in a row, Jovan can tell you exactly where to go and exactly which box to go into. It's easy. We need the videos. You mentioned what I would, what I did in RSBN. Uh, yeah, we need the videos. We know beyond a shadow of a doubt, counterfeit ballots were stuffed into those boxes, stuffed. And we have 24 seven surveillance. Hey, A.G. Brnovich, uh, where is the video? You didn't even ask for it. I did. I can't get it. They're not giving it to me. We need it. I need it. I've requested it. And uh, it's uh, been on request for seven months now. They, over, Actually, almost eight months now. And, uh, yeah, I haven't got it. So no matter what happens... This is our fight. This is our fight. Our fight for America. And we are all in it together. And I encourage you to do your small part by showing and sharing this video. If you can donate to my campaign, no matter where you are, I promise you, when I'm in there, I'm going to make a difference not only in my, in my district, but my county, but my country. And that's why I'm here, because I love America. And I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. And God bless you. Well, God bless you as well. You know, one thing I'll bring up before you, you go, 
Was it Arizona or Georgia? I believe it was Arizona where the ex-veteran uh, seen them uh, throwing out shredded ballots and he jumped in that dumpster. Was that Arizona or Georgia? Okay. Um, hold on. Hold on one second. It was absolutely Arizona. Hold on. Wait. Um, so yeah, so speaking of the ballots, I'm so glad you brought it up. I didn't want to take up any more time, but this is really what, what my specific request was. The, um, on March 3rd, one of the board of criminals, um, Jack Sellers, who was the chair, the chairman at the time who went to China and then three months later bought all the dominion machines. He was pictured in the back of a box truck with the ballots that had been unloaded from the vault into the box truck because our corrupt attorney, Corey Langhofer, um, in the subpoena said that all of the ballots were to be put in, uh, delivered to the Capitol, which could not happen because it's not secure. Anyway, he thought he'd be a smart ass and he's like, oh, they're all in here. So that's March 3rd. March 7th is the day they found the shredded ballots in the back of the dumpster. It's also the same day that we, um, the other board, another board of supervisor, Clint Hickman, ha owns a hen farm, uh, Hickman's Eggs, and over 100,000 hens died in a fire. And I believe most likely um, some ballots went up in flames because that's the same day that we had a Purple Heart veteran climb into a garbage can and pull out bags of ballots. And I was very much a part of uh, that whole process, trying to get those ballots to the Senate and not give them to the attorney general. I was like, I, you know, I was talking, her name is Stacey Burke. She had them. And I, and I had Senator Sonny Borelli on the phone and we were trying to get those ballots to go to the Senate and not to the AG because even then we did not trust him back in March of 2021. Good call, right? But anyway, we never got those batches. We never got that uh, bag of ballots or shredded ballots, but, uh, and, and mysteriously the fire chief from Buckeye where Clint Hickman's farm is and the lobbyist, John Shadig, Shadig, who was in charge of getting the Splunk logs, where Karen Fan entered into that agreement with solely with only the help of Corey Langhofer. Um, all of that just kind of comes together and that all happened right around the same time on March 3rd to March 7th. And I want that video. I want that video of what happened with the, ball with the ballots. This is surreal. Like I just named all of these different players. I've been on, on top of it. I've been a journalist. This is why I know it. This is why you need to get me in here. Absolutely. You definitely got the support of Conservative Patriot Nation Network and uh, we'll definitely bring you back on. And it's been a pleasure to have you on here with us tonight. It's been my honor and pleasure. I really appreciate your platform and all the patriots that joined me today. God bless you all. And God bless America. Thank you. Thank you, Gail. Thank you, Gail. God bless. God bless you. <clears throat>